Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts with David. I am your host as always, David Cowart. Thank you guys so, so much for taking time out of your day. Listen to what this guy has to say. So, thank you guys so, so much for your support as always. Uh, One thing I forgot to mention from yesterday's episode uh, was that um, at the LinkedIn local event, uh, it was kind of a small group, so it was nice. We were able to have some more personalized conversations Uh, because traffic was horrendously bad. I do not blame anyone for not coming uh, that did not come. Matter of fact, I did not want to come (laughs) myself because it was ridiculous. I mean, it was, I turned on the GPS when I left work. It was like, your travel uh, uh, distance to the location is 16.8 miles, travel time 58 minutes. And there were actually more delays along the way, so it was actually... Um, over an hour by the time I got there. It was it was nearly an hour and a half to get there, 16 miles. So, <laughs> so yeah, so anyone who did not come, if you listen to my show, first of all, thank you. Uh, second of all, you know, I understand. Um, but, yeah, um, uh, Verlet uh, had told me who was there. She said that she listened to the show and she liked it. She had listened to a couple episodes. So thank you um, very much. And, um, you know, uh, Tariq actually had mentioned a good point from the, uh, from my episode yesterday as well. He had reached out and said, you know, you know, um, that, you know, sometimes when you get down into dumps about stuff, it's because you feel like you're not making progress as fast as you should, which is true. I did kind of allude to that and mention that, um, and I mean, he's absolutely right, because, I mean, I feel like I've worked my fingers to the bone, you know, as far as on some of the, some of these things, and, you know, I did allow that to affect me uh, negatively. I mean, there were other factors involved as well, which I discussed in the episode. I'm not going to go through all of that um, again, but, yeah, I mean, very valid point, um, and that's true, you know. So that's something that's worth bringing up, hence the reason I mentioned it, uh, for you guys as well, is, you know, sometimes when you feel like you're not making the progress you think you should make, it's very easy to get depressed and get in that negative headspace because you're like, uh, I'm not, I, I, I thought I was going to be further, you know, like, oh, you know, ugh, still that many miles to Kalamazoo, I mean, I don't know not sure where Kalamazoo came from um, <laughs> in a uh, list of destinations in my mind. I've traveled to many places, but I've never been to Kalamazoo, Michigan, so I'm uh, not sure how that one came to mind, other than it's just fun to say. <laughs> but yeah, so, and then another exciting uh, thing uh, I found out from uh, from Amanda through Instagram. She is, uh, she works with Jason Dean, who I had on the show. He's the owner, CEO, founder of Tattered Beats Coffee that they're about ready to have their, um, commercial finished and ready to send to me because after the podcast episode, I talked to Jason and I said, hey, I want to run some kind of an advertisement for you guys' business. Any way I can get word out and help. And by the way, while I'm at it, I'm going to give a plug because I also haven't done this either. Um, the coffee is fantastic. Um, 
I put it forth to my biggest coffee critic, the most uh, critical coffee drinker I know, um, who, you know, would just flat out, if it was not good coffee, would not have drank it, um, which would be my wife. Um, if there was a thing, such thing as a coffee sommelier, uh, my wife would probably apply for that and go through the courses for it because she is, she drinks coffee to go get coffee. And then, you know, so she'll have, she'll wake up, drink a coffee, decide she wants to go to the coffee shop, have another coffee while she's getting ready to go to the coffee shop and then have a coffee there. And she really liked it. Um, I liked it as well, um, but I am a, a mere novice um, as uh, on the movie Master of Disguise. If you saw that, I am an Apprentice 1.5. Yeah, there is a very specific rule book. So I want to be a Master of Disguise. Uh, anyway, which by the way, that's like the only Dana Carvey movie I like. Um, but yeah, so, um, anyway, yeah, they said they were tweaking the commercial, they've got it about ready, they're getting ready to send it to me, sorry, I got off on a tangent there, um, but yeah, so they got about ready, <laughs> and she said, yeah, we're still tinkering with it, trying to get it just right and get it perfect, and I was like, yeah, I, you know, I understand, being, from, from one perfectionist to another, I, I totally get it, and, um, you know, I totally get that. I mean, I, I would, I, if, if I didn't force myself to not edit this show, I would edit it to, I mean, literally my episodes would be two seconds long after I cut out everything that I wasn't happy with. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm terrible about that. Uh, when I was a kid, I would have been about, I don't know, six or seven. We went, uh, on this like field trip to, um, some, uh, it was like this, uh, Cherokee, uh, Native American, like Indian reserve in the mountains, right? It was something like that. We went up to, and we got to spend time and, and, um, learn about the Indian culture. So, um, one of the projects that they had us do while we were up there is they gave us some clay, some pottery clay, and we were able to make something, right? So, um, and this was very, very much in the 80s because our choices were like to make like a little mini flower pot or a um, uh, cigarette uh, ashtray. Those were our choices, right? Um, so, I mean, like who makes ashtrays anymore, right? Um, I actually don't even know what kids in school make today or I mean, you know, or, you know, what, what kids do in school these days, I'm not really sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so we had the option of a little flower pot or a, or an ashtray. So I was going to make the flower pot. I was super excited about it because neither one of my parents smoked. So why would I make a ashtray? My, I mean, my dad had smoked before, uh, my sister, uh, was born. Um, cause I remember as a small child, I was one or two years old. I remember 
sitting on the little stoop going up to the second floor because it was an L-shaped staircase, I would climb out of my bed and go sit there and watch him when he came in because I'd hear him come in and uh, I'd watch him smoke his pipe. And um, for for the kids at home, I'm not talking about like, uh, you know, anything drug related, uh, uh, you know, like Sherlock Holmes type pipe, um, you know, because I, I don't, I've, I can honestly say, I, I don't think I've actually seen anyone smoke a pipe, um, I mean, I've seen plenty of people smoke, you know, vape, you know, but, but an actual pipe, um, like, oh, good job, old Job, or whatever, you know, all that stuff, you know, you don't really see people smoking pipes anymore, it's kind of a lost art, if that's the right word, but anyway, so I know he used to smoke, but he never smoked cigarettes, um, and, uh, yeah, so, who was I going to give the ashtray to, right, so I'm thinking, like, you know, with my OCD and, um, perfectionist mind, I thought, I'm going to make this beautiful little flower pot, it's going to look like, just like the ones you buy in a store, it's going to be smooth, and the little edging, and it's going to be, you know, just, it's going to be perfect, you know, because, I mean, I don't, you know, otherwise, what's the point, if I can't make it perfect, why make it, right, um, you know, so, I was a typical child, as you can tell, (laughs) um, but yeah, so I struggled with that thing, I could not figure out how they made these, these, um, balls of clay into, uh, these, these vase, vases, and pots, and ashtrays, I couldn't get it, I couldn't understand, it did not compute, um, I basically ended up with like a flat, like almost like a mini pizza stone in a way after a while because I was so like pushing it down trying to get it smooth because it wasn't smooth. There were like little lumps and dimples and from where I touched it too hard or not hard enough and you know indentations and like I'd stop the wheel because we all had like little spinny pottery wheels and I'd stop it and I'd try to fix something and I'd tear it and I'd put more water on it and get too mushy and I'd try to dry it out and get too hard. And all the other kids were making their little, you know, ashtrays and pots and they were, they were, you know, doing pretty well. I, on the other hand, was a disaster. I could not make one at all. So we got near the time of the project to be over so they could put the stuff in the kiln while we walked around and did the rest of our, uh, a tour and education, you know, stuff that we were doing there, and then once we came back, we could um, take them with us, and then we'd paint them at school uh, when we got back, or the following day, or something like that, right? So, I finally had to just give up <laughs> and go with the uh, uh, the ashtray, because I found out that I was really good at making rounded, flat surfaces, because that's what my uh, flower pot had turned into, so I basically just started making it and then started pushing in on the center to to make the bowl uh, shape, um, and then started pressing the edges to raise it, and then I put a, a divot in it, you know, because uh, ashtrays had a little divot, so you could kind of lay your cigarette in made two of those because I'd seen plenty of ashtrays because everyone in my family uh, smoked heavily um, 
know, it was like the 1970s, uh, almost, <laughs> like, like, this constant smell of smoke and, and, um, uh, old cigarettes and stuff and ash, uh, throughout pretty much any house or car I was in whenever we'd go visit family, um, and, uh, yeah, so we had that. I got the ashtray. I think I ended up giving it to my grandmother. Um, but yeah, we got it back. Uh, we painted them and then glazed them or whatever. I'm not sure. You know, um, how long the whole process took, you know, as far as that goes. But yeah, so no, we would have we would have painted them there and then they glazed them. Yeah. So so anyway, needless to say, ended up with an ashtray. Uh, because I was so frustrated that I couldn't get a pot, a little flower pot made, uh, and it didn't look perfect like the ones you'd buy in like Lowe's or Home Depot. Um, I was just like, you know what, I can't do this. I, it's it's too hard. Um, it's too difficult. And, uh, I mean, there is an art to it. There certainly is an art to uh, making pottery. Um, and... Uh, you know, and there's, in studying people that make pottery, I mean, they would make mistakes and things and break them and, you know, re recoup all the pieces and, 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 you know, break them all down and turn them back into uh, clay and then try again, you know. So it was not uncommon even for master uh, artisans to sometimes have to remake a work. And... We uh, find so much in, in life that there's things we think, you know, too hard about. And if I would have just let the process happen and been like the other, the other children, and just been there enjoying the idea of making something, period, I think I probably could have, if I could have let go and just did it without analyzing it and expecting perfection, I probably would have come up with a, with a, you know, a flower pot. So, you know, because I would have just been like, oh, this is kind of fun, you know, and uh, it probably would have looked like a flower pot that only, you know, Pablo Picasso's mother could love, but um, <laughs> it would have been, it would have been a flower pot. So, um, you know, and that's, that's why this show is the way it is, is I know that if I let myself do too much to it, I would destroy it from editing and tinkering because the episodes would never come out. I would spend so much time editing and trying to fix everything and trying to make everything perfect that I would never actually be able to get an episode out. I'd have one episode a year, maybe if I'm lucky or something. I mean, it wouldn't be that extreme, but you get where I'm going with this, with this story. And, um, so I treat it like a performance. I treat it like I'm sitting here in the car with you guys, you're all in the car, and we're having a conversation, and what I say is what I say, and that's it. And when I get out of the car, show's over. I, a lot of times, sadly, because I, I talk about so many different little subjects or little things here and there, a lot of times when I get out of the car, I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> I'm sitting there scrambling to put together show notes. Um, and I'm like, okay, I hope this is, this is enough to give people an idea of what I talked about because I try and treat it like so much like a performance. It's just like a conversation I'm having with you guys, except for 
you guys are answering back delayed because when you send me messages on Instagram or Facebook or um, I don't think anybody sent me a message on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, or if you email me, shoot me a message on LinkedIn, whatever the case may be, wherever you reach out to me, um, you know, it's it's a delayed conversation, but that's the way I treat it. And I mean, it's, it's been really fun and, it, and it's been a great adventure. So, you know, that's what I love about it. And I think that's why I love it so much is because it's my space where I, it's kind of like, you know, when I was OCD, I had to actually, um, Oh, well, I'm still OCD, but when I was first a kid, I, everything was perfect. Everything had a place. Everything was in its place. Every, nothing was ever not in its place unless it was out to be used for whatever purpose it was to serve, and then it was put back in its place. So I had to have a place where I could, like, that was a, that I could escape, that was, there was a free zone that wasn't, I wasn't responsible for cleaning, and I could put things there. And it didn't matter, and I had I eventually started to overcome some of those tendencies by basically self therapy, um, and the podcast is kind of like that space for me too. It's kind of just a place where I can put things, and they're there, and then I don't have to worry about them. I don't have to clean them up. It's just my place for my unfiltered thoughts, my ideas, my dreams to 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 coalesce and to form and to create and to build and inspire others and to, and to hopefully spark ideas in you guys. And it doesn't have to be perfect. And that's okay. <laughs> and, you know, I've tried to build the show up and make it more professional sounding and, and perhaps that day will come. You know, there could always be somebody who says, hey, we'd love to have you and do live broadcast and, you know, um, you know, have you on this network or whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, and if that happens, obviously <laughs> the show's going to sound a little different, you know, if I end up taking that offer. Um, but for right now, you know, when I've tried to make changes, you know, I've had you guys have reached out and said, hey, we can't hear the car anymore. Oh, I got a new headset. Well, we can't hear the car anymore. We miss your co-host. Um, you know, or when I added the intros and outros, I had several people reach out and they're like, "It, you know, it it it, it changes the tone of the show." And I'm like, "Okay, no problem." Intros, outros are outro, and um, you know, I <laughs> I know that's a bad joke, um, and so I made those changes. I made those adjustments back. Because, you know, I want the show to be something that you guys really enjoy. Um, and, you know, I don't want to be one of these people who goes so corporate that I forget where I come from. You know, I mean, if I, like I said, if I get a sponsorship, I'll, there are certain things I'll just have to do. But the show's still going to be me, you know. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign up for something where I had to stop being myself, you know. Because this is, like I said, this is like my safe place. This is my my space where I just throw ideas out into the universe. And some of them stick, some of them don't. Some of it's pure nonsense. And some of it's pure brilliance. You know, I mean, every everybody, um, you know, has those moments. So I'm just trying to capture mine down and uh, put them on audible paper. 
<laughs> so to speak. So that being said, guys, thank you as always for being my most valued supporters and listeners. Thank you for doing everything that you do and supporting the show and you know, tuning in every day, tuning in, listening. Um, as always, you can definitely reach out to me. You can find out more about the show, whatever the case may be. I'm always happy to respond. So, as always, guys and girls, car thoughts out. Get ready for the free global app that works for you. WorkApp is set to revolutionize the way people connect in their personal and professional lives. Finally, there's a one-stop shop to help you post jobs or gain employment. Would you like your very own digital shop without any fees or charges? A global messaging service. And you can also post all types of events and courses, and you can buy, sell, or rent any items you wish. WorkApp is a global platform that helps you find what you need, when you need it, without any costs or delays. So, sign up for this exciting new service today. WorkApp works for you.